everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. My name is Jeff Mareva. I'm the director of the show, and I'm here with the host, Mr. Robert Birch. Hey, everybody. How are you doing today, my friend? Pretty good, and you? Doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, so we're back with some movies. We took a couple weeks off from our movies um, yeah. because of the pledge drive, and and uh, we had a couple fun conversations then, but now we're back to our movies. We're very rested. And, <laughs> and uh, our movie this year is a great one, um, The Lady Killers. Really good. Really, British really film, good. Uh, what, yes, this is the original. This is not the Tom Hanks remake. Uh huh. Um, which is good. Which is also good. Yeah, yeah. very good. But uh, but this is this the original. Is a classic. A classic. Alec Guinness, Peter Sellers. Just oh a man, great classic. And Set you don't it up get better than us. that. Uh, well, the, you know, it's a bunch of guys that uh, um, are pulling off a, a bank heist. They uh, are. Uh, they take a, a house, uh, rent a house. Uh, from an elderly old lady on a cul-de-sac, and hilarity ensued. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So they, they're, they're pretending to be a band, this band of classical musicians, uh-huh. and they're rehearsing in this room that they're subletting. And, uh, yeah, of course, they're just using it to plan, <laughs> plan their bank heist. In fact, the, um, the back in the day, the British, uh, they had a band list, a pris- the pr- uh, prisons had a list of films that they would not allow inmates to see. And that came after it emerged that a gang of recently released convicts had seen this film (laughs) and then carried out a copycat robbery based on the plot. (laughs) You know, you can't make this stuff up. No, no, that's hilarious. (laughs) Um, Well, let's talk a little bit about the the behind-the-scenes stuff of this movie. Sure. Um, I thought it was Miss Wilberforce. Played by Katie Johnson. Right. Um, She's very good. Very good in this. Um, I love her sight gag where she hits the the pipes water with the pipe mallet. every time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, she's great in this. But I thought it was funny that I read the producers originally rejected her being cast. Thought she was too old. Thought she was too old, and they were worried right. about her like passing during production. So they cast another. They cast actress. a younger actress. Right. Who did actually die while they were starting died to die before, <laughs> before they started? They, and so then they ended up casting Katie Johnson anyway. So yeah, it's I like mean, eh, somebody's gonna die on this. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's already died. How many? How many times can that happen? Right? I so. guess the producers like, well, I, crap. I guess give it to her. You know? I mean, <laughs> um, all right. Um, another thing I thought was really funny about this movie is the parrot. Oh, yeah. The parrot really cracks me up in this movie. Well, and, and, and it's the voice of Peter Sellers. It is. Peter Sellers ended up voicing the parrot. And uh, and if you listen to it, like, uh, it, you know, flies out of the living room, lands in the hallway, and it clearly, uh, uh, um, Peter Sellers was a big Alec Guinness fan at the time. And I guess, you know, uh, for whatever reason, the he, when he's voicing the parrot, he s- clearly says, Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. He was such a fan, I guess he was like, uh, just it just kind of came out. Right. Um, that, uh, you know, both Alec Guinness and Peter Sellers were very um, un... They were not confident. Yeah, a little insecure about right. their acting, but yeah. And, you know, they're both geniuses. Yeah. And, you know, but they're both... And so... Alec Guinness is uh, insecure. Peter Sellers takes that to an- another level. He is, uh, you know, he's there in the room with what he says is his idol, Alec, yeah. Sir Alec Guinness. Uh, that, you know, that he he was a big fan of his work, that he got to watch him, you know, just watching him rehearse, you know, watching him 
perform was uh, it, it was amazing to him. Yeah, and uh, he would kind of sit and then, but Alec Guinness got the idea, you know, that he was kind of standoffish. That Peter Sellers was standoffish because yeah. he he wouldn't engage uh, yeah. in between takes, <laughs> but, uh, but but because he was so cowed, um, you know, being there with his his hero. Yeah. And he was asking uh, the guy that's in all the uh, Pink Panther movies with him, yes. uh, 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 Herbert Herbert Loam Loam Loam, yeah. Um, uh, that uh, you know, if you know any casting agents <laughs> or any directors, yeah. you know, please let me know because I'm not sure I'm going to really be getting any work after this, <laughs> right? Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Peter Sellers is just one. I mean, being there and. Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange Love. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm sure that's his big breakthrough film yeah. in America. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely in America. Yeah, um, Peter Sellers actually was interviewed for this movie, and he said it was the first real film that he made. Uh-huh. And he said it was fascinating um, because Alec Guinness is my idea and my idol. Is what uh-huh. he wrote. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, apparently he was just so nervous about him. But the really funny thing is that Alec Guinness was cast in a place where he thought his idol That's right. should have been. Yeah. Um, Alistair Sims, who uh-huh. is a great uh, great uh, British actor of stage and screen. And uh, when he actually got the part offered to him, he said, quote, surely that's written for Alistair Sims, not me. Right. And, uh, and you know, American audiences aren't all that familiar with Alistair no. Sims. You know, British audiences were very yeah. much. He, uh, you know, he's in that, that uh, version of the Christmas Carol that we play yes. every year. Yep. Uh, he plays uh, Scrooge in that. Um, so, you know, he says, surely this is for Alistair Sim. And and then he bases his whole performance yeah. on Alistair yeah, Sim. He, he does like a, a toupee yeah. and, and fake teeth, you know, to make him look even more like Alistair Sim. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy. Um, the writer of this movie, William Rose, um, claimed to have dreamed this entire story right. from beginning to end, <laughs> verbatim, as it's written, dreamed from beginning to end. Well, that makes it easy to to write. Then, it does make it, it easier yeah. to write. If but, only uh, I uh, could. I know. Dream I up I never a few. Remember my dreams. I, yeah. never, I never remember my dreams. Dream up a few big money making uh, scripts would be. Uh, I could. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, now the critics, of course, praised this. As an example of British comedy and an excellent job of capturing the world of British manners and tradition. Yes. Right? Even, you know, with robbers, uh, everybody, you know, the tea comes in and everything stops. You know, everybody has to have its tea time. Nothing goes over tea time, you know. It was actually ranked number 13 on the British Film Institute's 100 Greatest British Films of All Time. Well. Number 13. They should know. That's right. Um I didn't know that Sir Richard Attenborough was originally considered for the role of yeah, Harry. Yeah, I don't know. He, no, I don't think it, no. it would have worked. I don't think it would have worked. No. Um, he, you know, it would have been a different film. He would have been good, I'm sure. Yeah, but not... I don't know. There's such a... Yeah. We compared it earlier to Alfred Hitchcock film. It's like very... Right. It's it, There's a style to this movie that I just don't think would have stayed if it would have been Richard Attenborough. I mean, I just, you know, I don't know. I well, don't know. Now, you mentioned Hitchcock. The The shooting style to this uh, is very, very similar to uh, yes. Alfred Hitchcock's. You know, it, it it's constructed, I think, you know, consciously 
to maybe resemble a Hitchcock film. So, you know, when you're watching that, just take that into consideration. You might recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Mrs. Uh, Wilberforce. Uh-huh. She's um, great in this. She is great in this. And she has this whole scene where she laments on the fact that her 21st birthday was curtailed by the arrival of the news that the old queen had died. <laughs> queen of Victoria died on the evening of January 22nd, 1901. 1901. 1901. And Miss Wilberforce was born in, in 1880. Uh-huh. So, um, and was 75. 75 at the time of this movie. In 1955. And, and Katie Johnson was 77 when she played the role of wow. the 75-year-old lady. So she would have remembered that news coming on yeah. the air. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so wow. yeah, she was actually old enough to remember <laughs> older, actually older than the person she's portraying, well, she which is very that different from Hollywood most of the time. Usually, yeah. you know, so, <laughs> um, as an actor, she would pull upon that as sense memory, right? right? They call it, of course, and, yeah, yeah, make it real for herself. Yep. Um, Herbert Loom, he he was the last surviving cast member of this movie. Right, uh, he died in 2012. Um, and was actually the last living member of this cast. Even after being beaten up over and over again <laughs> yeah. in all those Pink Panther films, yeah. right? He's yeah, the which, uh, ins- uh, he's the Inspector Clouseau's yes. boss, boss, right? Yeah, and he's all the time. You know, he, he's driven mad by Clouseau uh, and all of his antics, and ends up uh, you know like one of the latter uh, sequels. He's like the, the Doctor evil <laughs> character right where he's he's assembled this this uh this mad cast of uh uh criminals who trying yes. to take over the world <laughs> um and speaking of herbert loom he he uh he wears a black hat most of this movie right and the reason they did that is because he was bald underneath and not bald because he's bald uh-huh. bald because he was actually shaving his head oh. because he was playing the role the role of yul brenner Playing, sorry, playing the Yul Brynner role, uh-huh. um, the king, uh, the king of Siam, uh-huh. um, and and the stage version of the King and I. Wow, that was going on somewhere, probably in the West End or wherever. That, sure, um, and uh, was playing that at the same time as as filming this movie. Huh. So, um, so I don't see him as the King of Siam, but. You know, I'm sure if they cast him, he was really good. I mean, he is an actor. So, yeah. So I yeah. guess what I saw in this movie wasn't necessarily, you know, him. But, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it is kind of a weird stretch, I think, to see him playing is a, I am, yeah. Is a puzzlement. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, so speaking of Herbert Lohm, we, we talked uh-huh. about the, the Pink Panther films. Sure. Um, so, yeah, Peter Sellers and him both go on to appear in this Pink Panther film franchise. They're both in several movies, um, super successful oh, Pink yeah. Panther movies. I mean, that that is that is what Peter Sellers, I, I'm sure, is mostly known for. That's the first I saw. Yeah. I As mean, a kid. You know, I, I mean, I, that's, yeah, probably me too. I'm, I'm sure that's where I saw him first. And, and I just remember it being great and loving it. And uh, and the sequels, I love the sequels and, and uh-huh. uh, the other the other spinoffs and everything. And... Uh, yeah, just a great, great film. Um, well, a great series, too. Great series, And, you know, yeah. Peter Sellers is so wonderful for all the characters, the very um, uh, meticulous uh, construction of those characters, um, you know, the little quirks, you know, uh, uh, in uh, Dr. Strangelove, playing yeah. 
uh, what three characters yeah. in that and uh, brilliant yeah. in all of that. You oh, know, yeah. the the Air yeah. Force guy with that's uh, in in trapped in there with the general yep. that starts it all and and uh, yeah. So I'm a huge Stanley Kubrick fan uh-huh. and and just lo- absolutely love Doctor Strangelove uh-huh. or how I learned to. Love the, Love the bomb, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, just he's just phenomenal in that. Oh yeah, um, and to think that he's so insecure about his career early on. Yeah, that will I will I make it? You know, will, you know, every yeah, actor asking other people that. for sure reference. <laughs> yeah, can you give me a reference? So I can actually get cast after. I mean, this. Every actor is a little insecure. Yeah. But um, you know, maybe the the most brilliant of them all is, is more so. Yeah. You know that's true. Um, I want to talk about the interior of uh, Miss Wilberforce's house real quick. Right. So, find come to find out, it's a reused set from really the black and white days. Oh, okay. And so if you look, um, they reused parts of the set. So if you really watch the set, you'll notice that it's paid, painted in grayscale. There's no color on this set, or very little. You can tell they dressed it up a little bit. Wow. But, yeah, most of the sets are painted in gray tones for black and white. And the exteriors, too, uh, they, you know, of course, they built a house. Yes. Uh, but they only built the front, the, the facade. Yes. That, you know, really, it behind it, it's just a big wall. Yeah. And uh, But there are other house, real houses on either side. Yeah. They found this, you know, this lot uh, where they thought it should go exact, you know, it would fit in exactly on yeah. that cul-de-sac. And just built the built the front, the facade for that. Yeah. That's awesome. I'd say Hollywood, but it's not in Hollywood. It was it's in not, England. No, but. Yeah. Their version of Hollywood, <laughs> our version of theirs. Right. But, um, um, so yeah, um, this is a great movie. I mean, if if you haven't seen it, please tune in. Um, uh, is there anything else I'm forgetting that no, you no, want to go into? No, uh, no, I think we covered all that. Uh, of course, we want to ask everyone to uh, send in their celebrity photos. Yes, indeed. Please do that. And it's Pledge, or we're, you know, Pledge was last week, but we're still taking those uh those checks and money orders, uh, you know, just write a lot of zeros <laughs> on there and tell them that the movie club sent you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back next week. Um, next week, we've got a great double feature. Oh, tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, the Philadelphia story and North by Northwest. Oh, yeah. They yeah. start at 9 o'clock Saturday night right yeah. here on OETA. And, uh, and yeah, Philadelphia story starts at 9, and mm-hmm. then North by Northwest starts immediately Hitchcock. following yeah. um, the credits of Philadelphia story. So, right. yeah, great Great Hitchcock movie. Mm. North by Northwest is one of my favorites. Right. I, I right. love that movie. Philadelphia Story is a great movie, uh-huh. too, but North by Northwest is just one of my absolute favorites. So I think it's probably my favorite Hitchcock film. It is. It, yeah. It's definitely one of mine, if not my favorite. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. I mean, it's there's so many great Hitchcock movies. <laughs> Even his earlier stuff, like 39 Steps. Right. Stuff, I mean, just great movies. And, Strangers on a Train. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, so yeah, next week, tune in. Uh, got some great movies, and then of course this weekend, the Lady Killers. So until next week, we will see you and take care. Bye bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv/movieclub. 
And please, send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn. Mm -hmm.